Kicking off another week of the Tall Can Audio Podcast from our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. This is episode 1080 for all you N64 snowboarding fans. That's probably not Rob. My name's Matt. His name's Rob. <laughs> you ever play the 1080 snowboarding? It was a big deal at the time, man. Uh, no, no. Kind of came around around the same time as the Tony Hawk. I'm more of a 1440 guy, but. Yeah. <laughs> when he walks out <laughs> onto the front step, it's a patch. Double birds right there. <laughs> um, yeah, right around the same time as the, the Tony Hawk pro skater games hit the, the market. We tried, uh, the 1080p. No, that's high definition. Yeah. Uh, 1080, you know, however many rotations. On the, three uh, full. the snowboard. Yeah. It was a thing. It was a popular game. Yeah, I get it. I never played. All right. No, I see any of those things I hated. I just, that uh, hate, yeah. may, hate may be strong. Look, it's episode 1080. You're the one sitting across the table. That's the reference that came to mind. You're going to have to wear it. That's the way. Oh, I no, I, I'm, I'm totally good. Yeah. But it made me think of, <laughs> it was just one of those things where you're, you know, you're in a skate park and it's all concrete and you're yeah. like, I don't know. Am I on a ridge or something here? Am I going over something here? I loved that Tony Hawk first one the P- on the PS1. All right. See, I was the furthest. I liked, liked a nice skater shoe. I was into that skate punk kind of music. Yeah. Yep. Had never stepped on a goddamn skateboard and couldn't do shit to save my life. But when that game came out, it was awesome. Man. I believe we a... called those Matt's nursing shoes. Yeah. Matt's a poser. <laughs> Carol Pope. <laughs> Stepping out there. <laughs> Joyce DeWitt. Oh, is that it? Okay. They're both. Okay. Both Carol Pope and Joyce DeWitt were both solid mad handles back in the day. Yeah. Off and running on that note, as we uh, kick off another episode of the podcast, we're on social media at Talk and Audio. Hope you'll give us a follow there. And uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on Google Pods, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you are. Um, every now and then, I, I someone sends me a, like, hey, I'm listening to you on Zencaster. I have no idea what that is, but thank you for listening. Whatever your app is, go ahead, hit subscribe, hit follow. We're happy to have you on board. Uh, what are we drinking today, man? Because you are still clearing out that backlog and uh, I'm remaining the benefactor. I think I have four weeks running now where I have just this, a minor amount of spillage. <laughs> and honestly, yes. I walk, I came in and I'm like, I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm really going to try and get through today without spilling anything. Fail. Fail. Yeah. Uh, not epic. No. But the it's head, spinning. the head on this is noticeable, prodigious. Okay. So this is um, the a slightly aggressive pour. Yeah. No. Well, because when, when I'm doing it and I'm trying to stay on mic and I'm trying to look at it, doing it, doing it, doing it well. Yeah, <laughs> doing it and doing it. No, <laughs> not doing it. Well. Yeah, doing it doing poor. It passively. Yeah. Uh, this is the Irish Stout from Imperial City. What is the Imperial City? Have we... Matt. Moscow? Uh, well, I'm glad you've asked that, Matt. Oh. Oh, Im- this is going to become a thing. <laughs> the Imperial City <laughs> yeah. is right in Matt's wheelhouse. Hmm. Sarnia is the Imperial City. Okay. So, and it's named the Imperial City. Spent a year there one night. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spent six months there. It was the longest three years of my life. <laughs> it was... Um, yeah, it got to handle the Imperial City because it was... Visited in 1914 by imperialists, the governor general who was the Duke of Connaught. Now, what, what, the only thing that makes that interesting, <laughs> uh, only governor general that was, can I go home yet? You cannot. Yeah. You will remain in Sarnia. Well, in Connaught, if you know, if you know your stuff, is one, one of the original four kingdoms of Ireland. Okay. 
Leicester, Munster, Ulster, Connaught. The Munsters. Yeah. No. So anyways, the Duke of, the Duke of Connaught and his daughter, you'll know this name, mm, Princess yeah. Patricia. Okay. So the Princess Patricia Light Infantry. Yeah. That is one of the yep. three standing battalions in the Canadian Army, named for the Duke of Connaught. 1914, the first Royal Governor General of Canada. Okay. And their visit in 1914 to Sarnia gave it the Imperial City. They just picked it up and like, that's what we're going to do. That's going to be us. We don't have anything else. We're going with that. Correct. So All right. there you go. A little history lesson in with your beer. So this is their Irish stout. Comes in at 4.5%. Uh, have you had a pull on that yet? No, I haven't. I've, I've just been, been talking and... Um, I've been pouring. I've been photographing, man. We got things going on all on both sides of the table here. Okay, but it is yeah. it is a couple weeks in a row of... Uh, maybe three weeks in a row of either mm-hmm. stouts or porters. Mm-hmm. But I, I like that. And winter's coming to a close. And I know it's always stout season, but you are my brother in stout. Yeah, a stout fellow. A pair of stout fellows. Yeah. A little dry. Not bad. Enjoying that on the first pull. Very, very true, right? Not a lot of fucking around with extra stuff, which, uh, you know, I go in for the fucking around with the extra stuff, but this is true to a stout, man. I'm uh, not a lot extra going on, but if you just wanted to sit and sip on a stout tonight, Uh, this would be the job. Yeah. In terms of your non-widget having cans, Mm -hmm. that is a very nice, to me, domestic stout. Agreed, man. It's, I can't add to what you said, okay. right? Very true. And the head was nice. <laughs> Thanks. It's a very considerate head. I appreciate that. <laughs> She's heading out the door. The head was nice. <laughs> I thought you were going to, anyways, forget Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> little Andrew Dice Clay there. Right <laughs> <as, laughs> and do my dishes. Hickory dickory dog. Yeah, yeah exactly. No. <laughs> I'm in line with the bank. <laughs> okay. That guy might not have worked in 2023. No, for sure not. <laughs> for sure not. It's a different time for sure. And a better time, Matt. Okay. So tell me, Matt. Mm-hmm. Oscar guy? Not an Oscar guy. Absolutely not. I don't think I've been to a movie theater since 2014. I think I saw, remember the, the live action Yogi Bear movie? There? <laughs> <laughs> Went with my cousin to see that. And uh, I think that was the last time. That was it, man. What an odd. I know. <laughs> yeah. And, and little kids, right? Young kids. Yeah. They, they sort of go. And, and I laugh only because, you know, I've had young kids. Sure. And so you end up going to all kinds of shit and you're like. There's still a moment in that movie that I, I every now and then snicker about where he's, he's in this flying contraption. I can't even remember what it was. And he's like, we better consult the manual because we're going down. And they dig through and they open it up and it just says scream. <laughs> like, right. Okay. It's a good little. Well. Yeah. And see, a kid, a kid's movie that's done well is the one that has the odd Easter egg of course. for the parents, right? That's what, for a while, their Disney did so well with for their sure. Aladdins and Lion Kings and all those. You, you just tuck a little something in there for the grownups and Do, um, I was gonna say Toy Dora. Story. Yeah. And um, the fish one, Nemo. Finding Nemo. Nemo, yeah. 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 Man, I saw a pile of Nemo. So, <laughs> but Oscar's tonight and they've now moved it out to Is eight. it really? Yeah, tonight. See, I am fucking oblivious. I understand that. I normally know it's happening. <laughs> so. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, tonight. And so I, I have actually this year seen four of the eight nominated flim, Flims. Flims. Fuck. I was going to say flicks and then I went, no, nah, it's lame. Flims is way It's better. funny because we skipped the, the green room this week too. And, 
And yeah, yeah, that's the with, problem. With flims. It's and, clearly. No, you're right. Yeah, we need that little uh, fortification. Before there we, is a, a, we're, we've a lost, rhythm. We've lost an hour's sleep. Yeah. Oh, good point, right? man. I jumped ahead. No green room. Yeah. Right on the mic. <laughs> uh, Rob's clearly. <laughs> he needs it. Man, my tongue is, feels like it's twice as fat as normal, but. <laughs> I'm currently trying to pound down this session, this session IPA with my stout uh, all at the same time. I'm double fisting over here. I was wondering what was happening over there as I'm firing things off. I'm getting us set to record and a, a, a can cracks open before the mics are running and you're not new here. So, but what are you uh, doing? No, you, but you, didn't say you had a plan. Yeah, of course, man. Of yeah. course. Okay. So the Oscars. Yeah, I watched, uh, I've seen the Fablemans, I've seen Top Gun Maverick, which I saw. Is that nominated? In, in, honestly, it's nominated. So was Black Panther. it was sort of silly, right? Like, I understand it was huge. Yeah. But it was, you know. It was, it was like they just, it's like a redux of the first one, right? Okay. It just, with all the same parts, just, <laughs> it was, it, really heavy air quotes here, fine. Okay. But, um... <laughs> If I, I went to it with a, a multi-generation. Yeah, okay. Right, younger and older. Mm-hmm. So they both wanted to see it. The younger one has seen it four times the in theater. And the senior's oh, ticket. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm using both seats. Thank you very much. That's the one where it, it was on a Sunday afternoon. I don't know why we weren't in studio, but there was, the theater was packed. Right. And this is summer. And so I'm really not used to going anywhere still at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think was, we talked about this recently. And it was crammed with seniors. Yeah, yeah. That's the guy who had the really wet, gross cough next to me. <laughs> yes. Okay. And so my drink is there <laughs> in between the two of us. And I'm like, holy, I'm just going to slide that bad boy <laughs> over to the other armrest. And grandpa, if you could lean that way yeah. and cough Feel like that, that on way. Ethel, <laughs> yeah. like just, yeah. anyways, Banshees of Minnesota and have also seen and, um, Oh, the Elvis. Elvis is also nominated. Okay. Anyways, it's yeah. it's it's incredibly odd that I've hit fifty percent because, much like you, I have I usually go. Uh, I haven't seen any of those. Um, couple of uh, episodes kicking around that uh, you might want to check out if you go back to episode ten seventy nine. Our buddy Kevin Mickey was here. Been on a bunch of times, always virtually. Another one of those people we met during the pandemic. And, uh, he messaged me a couple of weeks ago, said, Hey, I'm, I'm coming to the nation's capital. Would love to come in, have a pint, do a pod. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do that then. So, uh, he was here on Saturday. We released that over the weekend. So it's out there now when you're done listening to this one, go back, check that out. If you haven't had a chance yet, lots on the world baseball classic, lots on the drama going on right now between the NHL and ESPN. And, uh, of course with Kevin Mickey, lots on wrestling. A little wrestling. If you want little preview of what we might talk about with Kevin Mickey. Big meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> like that's what, that's what I want to watch. <laughs> so you got some of that coming at you. Well, I, honestly, I, at the beginning, I thought that was just channeling a little, a little bit of his inner Matty Lang a bit. Okay. <laughs> the voice sounded a little bit. And maybe it's the meaty men slapping, slapping meat. Slapping meat. Yeah. That makes me think of Matty Lang. I'm not entirely You know sure. me, man. I always like to grab the worst possible <laughs> snippets and, and use of them course, moving man. forward. So. There's probably uh, a Kevin Mickey file somewhere where, uh, there's, if you've been on the pod, there's a file of, okay. uh, of, of moments. There's not a Matt file. No, <laughs> Matt's, that's, never, that's Matt's never said anything incriminating. And it's the beauty of being on that side, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Also, 
I think we're going to drop this on Wednesday. Our buddy Steve McLean's going to be back in here. Former OHL fanboy. I believe he's still an OHL fanboy, but no longer with the show. So he's in town as you and I sit here right now, seeing the Gatineau Olympique on uh, on that that other side. Of slush the river. puppy. Centre. Slush puppy. That's weird. It is. That's weird. Uh, we're Frenching it up, but it's clearly in English. Hey, get a room, fanboy. <laughs> Quit trying to French it up, dirt boy. <laughs> So that'll be uh, Steve McLean. We haven't talked to him in a while, but uh, in the very early days of the podcast, yep. gave us a bit of a rub there, and, uh, and we appreciate that. So look for that as well. And on Thursday, Steve Bunda back in here. It's a big UFC card coming up. Uh, we are going to see the rematch between Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman, which has taken a long time to get here. Usman was one of many champs who looked last year unbeatable. And they've all sort of started to fall, right? Shevchenko has fallen. Amanda Nunez has fallen. Israel Adesanya has fallen. Like there was a huge turnover in the UFC last year of guys that looked, and and girls, who looked unbeatable. And all of them went down. And it's been this tremendous turnover over the last little bit. So Steve Bunda is going to be in here to talk about the rematch between Usman and, uh, and Edwards and, and everything else. Did MMA you see that well, reverse so. triangle on... Saturday, UFC Las Vegas. The, uh, Davey the fight night? No, I've, uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, no, it's just. Vicious. The, well, it's one of those things where, and as the, the announcer is calling it, he's like, oh, I think he's, I think he's trying for a reverse triangle. He's like, there's only been two ever in UFC yeah. history. And you're yeah. like, how do you have that? So. Well, anyways. we're only two weeks removed from John Jones regaining, well, for the first time, taking the heavyweight title. And he kind of had that. It, it looked like a weak choke locked in on Cyril gone, but sometimes the camera doesn't do it justice, right? Like if you're going out yeah. and the camera's not picking it, like it, it looked like kind of a weak finish, but you're not the one with somebody's forearm pressed into your yeah. throat, right? This so. just in, if you're the one who's losing consciousness, yeah. you really have the say over <laughs> yeah, whether it's exactly. a good, it's a good hold or not. Right. So, uh, Bunda will be back in here. Look for that on Thursday morning as well. So there we are. How was the weekend? Anything interesting uh, going on in your world over there? I'm I'm just as I'm drinking two beers at one time. <laughs> I'm waiting for my um, for the end of my beer free zone. Yeah, which end. is uh, less than a week away. <laughs> yeah, well, it's actually on Tuesday, mm. which is not right because you had State. mistaken. Yeah, somehow the fourteenth. Rob sometimes simple. mistakes things. Yeah. We all do, man. It happens. So, but really just regular weekend stuff, my okay. friend. Not not too much and, and not bad. Yeah. Little hockey, little, I took down a movie. Just right. nice and easy. Didn't, this is probably the first time I've left the house so this weekend. So it's, it's nice. <laughs> Put it's nice. pants on. <laughs> well, and, and even nicer, I'm taking Tuesday off for, wait, nothing. Okay. Yeah. Just a day. Again, to not put pants on. Doing nothing. Yeah. Right? And it's just, it's March break. Everyone's vacated. Okay. Everyone, not everyone. Oh. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's it's more of a casual feel. And so it's a day to be Rob. And if we were to look at uh, the security cameras around Rob's house on Tuesday. Big meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> like, that's what, that's what I want to watch. <laughs> But again, man, when you listen to the front of that, yeah. it's absolutely Matty Lang. <laughs> All right. Lang. All right. <laughs> not so much after. I'm not hearing it, but I. Okay. I, I won't. Uh, yeah. Well, won't no. And it, then, no. It, then it goes away from that. But yeah, at the yeah. beginning, it's it's a very excited Matty Lang, which 
clearly, <laughs> we can only assume that's what happens with the big meaty men. Yeah. I had uh, last week, had th- my parents were in town to visit. It was uh, delightful, that's, to be honest that's, with that's you. That's an uncomfortable segue, but. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I probably shouldn't have put that in the middle, but we asked how you spent your weekend. and uh, True, you did. Yeah. So um, that was great. Can always find can always find some chores to put. Uh, oh yes. Put the old man to work and uh, what do we get? TCA R and D or TCA maintenance or uh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, or the research and development is excellent. It's far more complimentary than maintenance, I'm sure. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, Where's the janitor at? <laughs> nice to spend some time with uh, my parents who I hadn't seen in a bit. So yeah, it was a. And what did you get up to? Did you get out to any place? No, not really. We uh, had a couple dinners here and, and on the final night they were in town, we were going to go out and um, just things got a little crazy. We were working on a few different things and, and weren't able to, uh, or, you know, just finished up a little later than we thought. And so just ordered in and, and decided well, not and to. Mom is still infatuated with the Uber Eats. Yeah. When they, you know, my parents, they live, it's in Bob Cage and it's in Lindsay. Not a lot of. Yeah. Uber Eats, not a lot of skip the dishes. So when you get up here and you're like, man, look at all these options right now. What am I doing? through. And and I don't even have to go anywhere. don't have to do anything. And these ungrateful children sitting here of mine looking at me to cook, I, I can just press this button and someone else will do it. <laughs> and no matter how old they get, they yeah. still pound the fork and knife. <laughs> food, 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 food. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter how old they get. That's exactly how it goes. So yeah. And it was a good week around here too. <laughs> all so, right. Yeah. Good for you. I uh, want to shout out our friends over at the Nita Beer Company. Rob mentioned that his, uh, I was going to call it dry. We've, it, we know it's moist. It's damp. It's it's a lot of things. So it's moist. Um, his is wrapping up on the 14th because I guess that's when he thought St. Patty's Day was. <laughs> it's true. Uh, on the 17th, on Friday, the Nita Beer Company is having a St. Patty's Day party. 12 to uh, late. I think is what they're going with long after their normal close time, 12 noon until at least 11 PM. Uh, they're having a St. Patty's day party. There's going to be all kinds of, uh, St. Patty's day tunes going on. I don't know what this means. It says there's the leprechaun movies will be on TV. Oh, that's one of those horror movies. Okay. Horrible ones. Okay. So it says those will be, uh, this is why I don't let Rob do the reads. That's how these things are going to go. Um, that'll be on silent, right? It closed captioned. Uh, so that you can still check out the tunes. There are prizes for most enthusiastic St. Patty's Day celebrations. So if you got your green, if you got something like that that you want to show off, check that out. The only thing they're asking ahead of time if you plan to show up, there is a stout. This is a stout that they debuted two years ago called Tears of a Sasquatch. It was in the craft ho- mm. uh, holiday calendar. Yes. It was a hybrid kind of thing. Yeah. It is a roasted coconut stout. I fucking loved it as you longtime listeners will uh, not be surprised by even a little bit. That's a very limited run. And so if you want to have a pint of that and you plan to show up, they would like you to order that ahead of time at nitabeer.com. That's N-I-T-A beer.com. Just so they kind of have a rough idea of how many people are looking for that. Um, it's tremendous. If that's not your thing, if you're not a coconut person, they are also bringing back for the first time in, and it seems like a while, the Perfectum is also going to be back, which was the original stout, just a straight up, uh, stout. Um, don't have to pre-register for that, obviously, but, uh, drop by the Nita Beer Company, 190 Colonnade Road, or check them out on social media at Nita Beer Co. And, uh, get even more details there. But, uh, yeah, 12 to 11 on St. Patty's Day. 
And uh, if you want to check out that uh, Tears of a Sasquatch uh, roasted coconut stout, grab that ahead of time at needabeer.com. Should be well, a good time. And it's, it's funny because, first of all, the Leprechaun movies are terrible. Okay. Need a beer. No, I understand. Excellent. <laughs> um, but back in the, in the early days when I was sort of uh, working my way through some of the neatest stuff, the Perfectum was absolutely my go-to. Gorgeous, yeah, My yeah. go-to beverage there, right? But it sort of disappeared for a while. So people do, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. we do this really well. Let's try something else. Right. Like going to see Bring a concert and, and, and you're saying to the band, Give me the hit. Give me the hit. And they're like, ah, we're tired of that. And you're like, yeah, but I still love it. Right. You're out here 200 nights a year. I'm here tonight only. (laughs) Just give me the Guess what? Yeah. And I've dropped X number of bones more than ever now, apparently. Yeah, When you look at the price for concert tickets. Oh, that's Christ. So, yeah, just keep giving the people what they want. When nobody wants to buy that anymore, stop selling it, man. True. Otherwise- Delivering the goods. Where do we want to start here, man? We got a couple different things on the agenda. The table's yours. I like to talk about nude people. Who doesn't? Well, and really, it's it, it, it sounds it sounds exciting and it sounds titillating. It sounds mm-hmm. like a good thing. But quite often when you have yeah. mass numbers of naked people. They can't all be winners. It's horrifying. And most are not. Right. Most are not. So this was down in Sydney over the course of the weekend. What'd they call it? The Sydney. They called it the, uh, because I'm mixing up with the Irish, which was the dip and. Yeah. It was in Sydney Harbor. Yeah. They were trying to set the record. I can't remember what it was actually called. It so, was called the. Pl- yeah. Plunge. I don't know. The naked plunge or something. It, it, and the idea is everybody shows up naked and takes a swim together and you're trying to set the world record. Which I guess was set in Ireland. It's fucking cold, man. Probably the, the North it's Atlantic. Nev- it's never good swimming time in Ireland. <laughs> right. Uh, they had set the record a couple of years ago. I think it was 2019 or something like that. At uh, 2,500 people show up for a skinny dip together. So they decided they were going to give this a go at uh, Sydney Harbor in Australia. And they only got to around 1,500. So they did not set the record. But I guess the idea was body positivity, Right. You show, <laughs> I guess I sort of understand, right? You're going to look around and go, all right, I'm not, not as bad naked. as that. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, I, it could be worse. I don't understand some of these things, man. I, 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 I get public messaging for positive body image and stuff. Do we need 1,500 of us to show up and go, here I am to get that done? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, and if that's the deal, and it, it is fine. Um, if that's your scene, have at it. Have at it. And and I remember being 08 on the way over to Beijing. Mm-hmm. We stopped in Vancouver for two nights. Okay. And so we're de- we're right downtown, right by the right by the water, and we're in a we're in a rooftop patio. And there had to be a procession of 200 naked people <laughs> on bikes. Oh no. Yeah. And they're just, oh, and so, no. and I have an elevated look at this. Yeah. Right. Looking down three on. Three stories up and I'm looking over and I'm like, are those people nude? And they're whooping and hollering, of course, <laughs> as, as they're riding by on their banana seats, two on one bike. All of those to be thrown out here. <laughs> How many Lysol wipes? Do you yeah, need? yeah. Yeah. But anyways, it's, it's this idea that, yeah, 
that I, I should be I should be comfortable showing whatever I got. That, that that there are very few perfect bodies, right? And so we should celebrate. And those that are perfect make you pay to see them. They don't just show up on a bike <laughs> in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, and it's funny because you talk to any artists or any kind of, they don't want to do the, they don't want to sculpt or paint the perfect body. They like the ones that have areas that are shaded and have, you know, there's way more for the eye to play on. Okay. Right. Like you are. That shouldn't be there. You, That's, well, what is that hiding? Right. Well, it's, yeah. <laughs> you are a visual wonderland. Your body is a wonderland. <laughs> yeah. There's so much going yeah, on for the it's eye. Wonderland. It's just, it's like a, Yes. It's a visual oasis. I, I, I do. Like, I, I do subscribe to the fact that anything that makes people feel better about themselves, by all means. But these public gatherings, that it, it makes me think, have you ever seen the movie Euro Trip? I have not. Okay. So it's a stupid late 90s American pie kind of comedy, stupid shit like that, right? So they decide while they're in, I can't remember, the south of France or something, there's a nude beach. And they're all going to go. And there's three guys and one chick and she shows up and there is nothing on this be- beach, but overweight men. Yeah, of course. And she hasn't even taken anything off yet. And they all just like zombies are girl, girl coming towards her. <laughs> this is these fat naked men all marching down and the camera keeps zooming out and zooming out and there's more and more of them coming at her. You're like, yeah, we should probably just get out of here. So uh, body positivity, have at it. Maybe we don't need to try and set the Guinness world record. I, I, do what you want. I just don't really understand the uh, See, the appeal of. And how do you feel? I, think I guess I if you show up in the thousands, you feel less. Of course, like nobody's looking at just me. Everybody's staring around. I guess I don't know. See, I could do nude in a heartbeat. Yeah, no problem. Like, I, I really, as someone who's traveled with you a thousand times, yes. <laughs> hotel door closes behind him. <laughs> Pants go off. off. Yeah, yeah. I, I could do nude in a heartbeat, really, and I I don't really care so much. Um, I'm not so vain that I need to worry about. Look at that guy, right? Or in in either direction. Yeah, nobody's pointing and laughing. Yeah, you just you just sort of go only the first time. Yeah. <laughs> You just sort of stroll along and you go, whatever, right? Here I am, as this, God made me. This is it. And so I, I am more on the... Free I am, spirit. I am more on that side. You're you, more likely to show up at this thing than I am. 100%. Now, if you've ever been to the Sydney Harbor... I haven't. I can't I, say I... I do not want to jump in that. <laughs> the slime you're coming in. Well, it's like any harbor on a major in city. In a main city like that, yeah. No it's, good. It's great, great vista, right? Maybe yeah. that's why you're willing to do it. You're going to be covered up by the time you get out anyway. Well, this covered is it. You're going to get it. Well, and, slime and, and, and I'm not film. sure there's enough sort of Javex and wire brushes <laughs> to go around to get whatever in any of those crevices. Yeah. Right? Get deep in there, Matt. Get in there. They need to get deep inside and cleaned out the Philadelphia Flyers at this point, man. This Wrecked is them. Damn near killed them. They clear out Chuck Fletcher, general manager, and at this point, they have appointed uh, a terrible choice of words by me there. Uh, but Daniel Briere is... Uh, the interim? Yeah. And this is a guy who's kind of, he's been paying his dues. He, he did his thing down in the ECHL. By all accounts, he was considered for the Montreal Canadiens job before they fired Ken, uh, 
it's funny. I just texted Rob the other night. One of the things I want to talk about is such and such fires, so-and-so. And I meant hires and I just did it again because I'm not good at this. Uh, Daniel Briere hired by the Flyers. He was in consideration for the Montreal Canadiens job before they hired Kent Hughes. So this is a guy who apparently is on the radar, right? Like I, I don't think anybody necessarily objects to the fact that Briere is going to get a shot at this. But man, they've been a mess for a bit. And Chuck Fletcher wasn't particularly good at his job in Minnesota. And then he got swept up pretty quickly and installed in Philadelphia where he hasn't done a particularly good job there. Parisi and Suter think he did a fantastic job. I have job no doubt that's Minnesota. true. Yeah. They're still getting, no, I think that just, and no, they got bought out. They got both bought out. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. then two more years after this, uh, pain yeah. in Minnesota. So in Philadelphia, just a couple of weeks ago, they put out one of those New York Rangers letters that says, you know, this might take a while. We're going to have to rebuild. And the signature is John Tortorella, the head coach. And that probably should have set off the alarm bells in terms of, at the time, you could kind of go, well, you know, he's the face of the franchise right now because we don't (laughs) have any good players. Um, But that would be a letter that your GM sends out, unless you're planning to shit can that guy. And apparently they were. What do you think of, uh, of the Flyers letting him go? I can't believe that the Patrick Brown trade wasn't enough to, to, to <laughs> signal signal that the, the rebuild is on. Yeah. The retool. Look, we, Major we, pieces like that being dealt s- away. A sixth coming in, six round pick. Let's do this. Yeah. Right. And I think there was so much, right? The JVR was, James Van Riemsdyk was top of the, of the trade bait board for a while. Yeah. And, and, and there ha- was talk on that day that he was going either to Detroit or through Detroit somewhere else. And that didn't happen. Just so many pieces there between Hayes, just like they, they have all these things where you're like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. And and that's what you had said was, what are they doing there? Yep. And, and I think they're in that classic, nobody knows. I don't know. You don't know. And it really I looks know, like I always know. they don't know. That's and, the most important and when, part. And when Hextall was pushed out, mm-hmm. right? He wanted more patience. He wanted more patience. Don't bring hard up yet. You know, there was all these things that were happening. And so you're like, okay, they're going to, they're going to make some shit happen here. Right. And ah, Fletcher just has really sort of made it more tapioca mild <laughs> and like really not, not like nothing's happening. Right. We talked a couple of weeks ago about the blues and that that's an organization that doesn't rebuild. They don't believe their market will accept it. And we referenced then that Philadelphia was sort of in that mix. And they're at a point where they don't really have a choice. You mentioned Kevin Hayes. There's a guy that that signing hasn't really panned out. JVR, they brought back and gave a big deal to, he's been fine, but not lived up to that. Right. They don't have a lot of young pieces other than two very good goalies at what is it, Erskine kid or Erson that's now pushing uh, Hart. Carter Hart. Yeah. Um, they had the Provorov thing. There's a lot of talk this week that ownership there, which is Comcast, was super pissed that they weren't made aware that this was going to happen, that he wasn't going to take the warm up in the uh, the rainbow jersey, right? Because it all, it all hits Comcast right in the face. Right. That's a huge company. They wanted some heads up on that if not a say in that completely. Um, 
So that's one of these pieces that's involved. But you re- you mentioned uh, Ron Hextall there, and when he was pushed out, and I wonder if this is going to turn out to be the same. There's a lot of talk that the alumni association there has a ton of power. Like they're calling people over top of the president and the GM and saying, that's not the way I'd have done it. You know, Bobby Clark's been in charge for a long time before that was John, uh, Paul Holmgren has been in charge at different points there. And those people seem to continue. They're still there. Yeah. Yeah. To have a role and have a say. And if you're trying to rebuild this, the market is going to have a say. I do think Philadelphia, like to me, when you reference the original six, if there is an original seven, like if there's another team you put in that mix, it's Philadelphia. For sure. Yeah. So I don't believe their fans wouldn't accept a total rebuild, but you're going to have to actually commit to it and do it. And they have refused thus far. And I wonder if Hextall tried and got overruled. And I wonder if Fletcher tried and got overruled. And it's it's more the alumni association that's pulling the strings behind the scenes there. Well, and, and if you can think of in your mind, and we're just off the top of it, in the last 50 years, when you think of Flyers, I guess there's Lindros. Yeah. But there's Bobby Clark. Yep. And there's Ron Hextall. Like, to me, those are the guys I think of as... Flyers. flyers. As Flyers. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, and so because Lindros had that sort of messy exit, yeah, it's Hextall and it's Clark as, as sort of those iconic. They both had their chance at it now. And, and it's funny because on local radio last week, well, Dave Poulin's on quite regularly and he yeah. was a flyer Yep. and somebody had, had asked him, does this not smack of, of some of the ailments that, that Edmonton suffered through? When forever you had McTavish. Lowe and McTavish Lowe, and yeah. you had all these guys, these, this fog, right? The friends yeah. of Gretzky <laughs> just kicking around and, and making these decisions like, and you can, you can play the sound clip of Kevin Lowe going, I've won six cups. Yeah. I know winning. Right. And you're like, yeah, okay. You knew winning In with Gretzky and Messier on yeah. your yeah. coffee and you had all these things going. It's easy to win. Yeah. It's easy to win. And so because you've won in the past. And you're now leaning on, because Holmgren and, and, and Clark are still there as senior mm-hmm. advisors, yep. that you need to clear some of that out. And, and if you can't, if you want to be progressive and make changes, yeah, you got to get rid of the, you got to get rid of some of the old, not necessarily dead wood, but. Kind of dead wood. Dying wood. Yeah. And so to me, I think that whole Philly can't handle a rebuild. That's an Ed Snyder thing. Yes. Right. Ed Snyder's no longer there. Everybody understands that that you need to, you know. Do yeah, you they wanna, can handle. Do you want to do the Death Valley dive like Ottawa? You're doing it anyway. And Chicago. Well, you're doing the instead. You're doing the more damage to your to your brand. Yes. By continuing to be ineffective and non, uh, you know, relevant. Right. You're not contending. You're not rebuilding. What the hell are you doing? And they've had some bad luck, like the Nolan Patrick pick didn't pan out. That was sort of, by all accounts, their scouts said, don't do that and got overruled by the alumni. Uh, yeah. He'd had some concussion issues. Well, he's a Manitoba guy and so is. Yep. Flin Flon. Uh, Bobby, Bobby Clark. Clark. Yeah. Flin so, Flon Bombers. So like there's a lot happening there. And I, I, this is one of the NHL's premier like you and I talked a couple of months ago now about where you might want to see Connor Bedard go. Chicago. Philadelphia to me, and yeah, Chicago, that's where the league would want him to go. But Philadelphia wouldn't be 
far behind that. To, that's one of your pillar franchises. Yep. And, and when I said like the original seven or whatever, there's nothing to back that up. Six more teams came in. But they just feel like one of those key franchises that has to be successful. And sometimes that means you got to tear it down and, and they just have refused to do it. Uh, sometimes it's been done for them, but they bought in, if you recall, um, back in that bubble playoffs, they went in like second in their division and everyone, including me kind of went, Hmm, like maybe on the rise here, maybe got some things going on. Maybe they're going to be all right. And they did beat, they beat Montreal. They beat somebody in that opening. Uh, Not in the opening round because they Pitts, weren't have. They Pittsburgh didn't have to play. Lost to Montreal, and then they played Montreal in the next oh, okay. round and beat them. Right. Yeah, because yep. remember there was, they were second in their division. They didn't have to play in that first right, round, okay. right? Yeah. So I, I think they ended up getting. Yeah, no, of course there was, a lot, there was a lot going on at that time, but there was sort of this buy-in, like okay, maybe they're on the right track, and they came out and just went right, like right back off the the rails that very next year, and so that has to be torn down to the studs. Um, I like connect me. Yeah. I like heart. Right. Like I, I think there's, yeah. I think there's future there, but beyond that. Heart is probably young enough. I'd keep him. Connect me. I think is 26 now, something like that. Like I'd probably trade that away, trying to recoup some yeah, by the time you're 26. He's yeah. in that. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting because that is a major organization for the league and it's in, it's in kind of shambles right now. And I, I think a lot of that is being run behind the curtains and you don't want that to be the case, right? You want to know that the guy who's in charge is firmly in charge. And I don't think that's Briere yet because he's just holding the interim job. But I do believe by the time this is all said and done, he probably will have the actual general man. There's also been some talk for Eugene Merrick. We're talking on the podcast on Friday that, uh, that's 32 thoughts that, Maybe Eric Lindros is in the mix there to maybe be like president or wow, I'd be surprised. Bring more. See, that's what I thought too. Like that was a messy, super messy. Especially if the alumni is pulling the strings. Like those are the guys who have the beef with them. Uh, right? Clark was Clark and and Lindros. One hundred percent were the guys who were just at each other's throats. So interesting though. But that would that would to me. That would signify a change. And, and yep. I know they brought Eric back to retire his jersey yeah, yeah. and and they had that moment where it, you know, the fans got to, to you know, show their love for him. And I'm sure there was some bitter feelings of the fans too, no right? That they were sort of siding with. They're like, that guy's a pussy. You know, he can't. He wants out of here. He can't do, you know, he can't fight through it, blah, blah, blah. So I'm sure there was a lot of mixed feelings when you go, yeah, this is what Clark and Holmgren and. And all these guys are saying, yeah, and yeah, you're just soft. You're new generation soft. You're not Philly tough. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm, yeah, po- I'm positive. Quoting them, yeah, yeah. And so this is for him to come back, and and you know, you sort of time heals a lot of, mm-hmm. and you look at that. And so I, I would say, because Briere has been has been rumored quite a bit. Yeah, he's been groomed for this. And so if you bring in Briere as a, as a full time and 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 Lindros comes back in some kind of a role. Yeah. I think you could start to see some sort of a change. Like we look, I look at you and I both panned the Bill Guerin mm-hmm. and, uh, and Dean Evison. And, and you went, what, what are you doing there with this generic yeah, Hartford Whaler guy <laughs> coaching your team and, and Bill Guerin with, you know, some Pittsburgh 
AGM experience. You know, and kind of botching some things there yep. between what was happening in the... On the yeah, that's right. They went through some dark stuff there that he was responsible for. And so... Allegedly, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think they both have pulled some good strings there. And, and, and so sometimes you look at it and you go, yeah, maybe we don't need to lean on the, on the Jimmy Rutherfords or the Don <laughs> Waddells or like these... Retread. It's funny that those are the two names you pull. One of them is just fucking floundering and the other is running a pretty model organization at yeah, this point. But again, Waddell, we looked at and went, that guy's an idiot. Yeah. Right? And, and I still kind of think it's Eric Tulski pulling the strings yeah, there yeah, in okay. Carolina. And, and, his, and the owner is uh, is yeah. this maverick wingnut yeah, who's, yeah. who's firing everybody <laughs> and, and, and you just sort of go, wow, I don't know what's... But all they've really done is put up great regular yep. seasons. Yep. And so I don't know, man, what do you, what do you want to do? But Don Waddell for me will forever be tainted by Atlanta. Yeah. The guy who ran that franchise right into the ground. To the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Right into Winnipeg, even worse than the dirt. Yeah. Well, but again, <laughs> Winnipeg, whatever they've done, much better than Atlanta and no Don Waddell. Yes. Funny that. Funny. Well, when you talk about running a model organization, the Blue Jays have brought in a new hire, and it is uh, James Click. And if you're not familiar with that name, I think that's legit because it's a guy I didn't know a ton about Super either. Super under the radar. Yeah. And he was actually the GM of the Houston Astros as recently as October when they were winning the World Series. Uh, it came up through the Tampa Bay Rays organization before getting that gig. He's a guy who doesn't have that... Jeff Luno stink on him from that kind of yeah. time period around the Astros. And he wanted a new deal from uh, Astros ownership and they weren't willing to give him what he wanted. And so he walked and the Jays have brought him in. Essentially, I don't remember what the exact title they gave him was, but he's a consultant and that will give him the freedom. Strategic planning. Right. And so they will allow him because presumably at some point, he's going to want to go and be a GM again, and that will be worked into his contract and into the language there that he can leave if that opportunity presents itself. But he's getting a little older, and maybe he's not ready to do that right now. And they bring him in. Essentially, um, he's been interviewed a couple times by the the different baseball people around Sportsnet, and he hasn't pinned down an exact spot. And it wasn't until Ross Adkins came out and said. Yeah, he's going to kind of float. He's going to be in and out of every one of our departments. It's going to be marketing. It's going to be ticketing. It's going to be player development. It's going to be scouting. All of these sorts of things. Best practices. Yeah. And this is a guy, even before his days in Houston, which say what you want, and I've said it all too, they run a good organization at the very leading edge of just about every department. But before that, he comes from Tampa and that's an organization that has like 300 bucks a year to spend on players. <laughs> and they find every way that they can to get every little bit out of that in terms of how they spend it, how they scout. When, when to move on from. Right. This guy's about to get paid. It's time for us to trade him to some sucker who's going to pay overpay him and we'll take their top prospect back or whatever that's going to look like. That's a really good move, in my opinion, for the Jays to bring a guy like that in who's been in both of those organizations, and he doesn't necessarily have his own department, but he's going to float and just go, why do you do that? Why do you, what's your thought on that? And have you thought about doing it this way? 
Right, because any any progressive organization never says the words because we've always done it that way. Mm-hmm. Right, the idea that it's a terrible reason to do something. One hundred percent. And so when you look at people who go, yeah, because I I knew nothing about them to be honest with you. Right. When they hired them, and I'm like, Astros GM. I'm like, and they're bringing him in for best practices and, and, and aren't the and, Astros and, under some, well, this is it. Yeah. I'm like, seriously, can we beat a drum and can we do these things? Like that's best practices. Yeah. And, and, but no, he brought his garbage can. Yeah. He, he's, he's post that. No, he wasn't that guy. Yeah. And, and so it was the interesting part was in looking at his, was yeah, he went into Tampa as an, in, as an intern Yeah, and worked his way up to Kinda like Gord Ash. Yeah. Very oh, great. Yeah. Great analogy. Yeah. And so it's it to me it is he is that guy who who you can bring in and go yeah well in 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 a couple of grade A class A organizations mm-hmm. that I've been involved with we did it this way and you go yeah but that doesn't work here or that that's a great idea right so to me it's, or at least it, why doesn't that work here like let's yep have that perspective let's have a conversation here you did it that way we do it this way. Is there something in between or is there one that we should be preferring over the other? Well, and, and yeah, and the thing is certain markets and certain things don't work the same everywhere. No, of course. And But but the idea that you can be exposed to new ideas, mm-hmm. that's what really moves the needle. And there is value for him too. If he believes this is a smarter organization, he'll ask a couple questions and go, yeah, it's true. It's a good point. It's not just him bringing stuff to Toronto, if someone calls in six months and says, we want you to come be RGM again, he's going to take what he gained from Toronto as well. Yeah. But yeah, for now, it's all, if you have the money to spend, there is no reason not to be bringing in experienced people like that and have them pushed up against your people and say, yeah, this is the way we did it. That's the way Tampa did it. You guys have a little more money to spend here and here. How can we maximize you know, the, the value out of this, this particular part of the organization. To me, I, it's one of those moves that over the course of an off season doesn't get very much attention. Uh, maybe none actually. You're right. But it's a really shrewd little piece of business that, you know, it probably only helps in an incremental sense, but that's where they are at this point, right? Is, is they want to get from 91, 92 wins to 94, 95 wins. And if there's someone out there who can come in and go, why don't you just try this little thing? And maybe it unlocks something that you hadn't thought of. Yeah, Joe Fan probably doesn't notice this at all right. in terms of what the difference is. No, it's right? just another name on a, the management page of the Blue Jays website. The guy who who looks at at <laughs> somebody who runs out at the home opener and everybody gives the polite clap to oh yeah yeah the assistant massage who's, therapist who's that guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so uh, like we crap on the Leafs. Well, I crap on the Leafs. Yeah, and we do not crap <laughs> on the Leafs. <laughs> but you look at. If if you can afford it, mm-hmm. there's no reason for you to not give yourself every front office uh, pro scouting. Yeah, no cap on that. Just give yourself all the information and all the big brains you can handle. Mm-hmm. The the more the better, right? In 100%. terms of people who disagree, people who you don't want too many yes guys, like just people with their own strong don't ideas. Don't shit on Jim Taddy. Yes. <laughs> People, yes, guy. Yes, guy. Uh, people with their own ideas. Yeah. Like that is, the more of those guys you can bring in, man, the better. And so underrated, mm-hmm. underreported, yep. 
but really solid move for sure. And and I I'm I'm getting more and more fired up about the start. And and really after that 10, 9, 10, 8, whatever the hell the score was in that wild card game back Fuck. in nine t- uh, yeah, we were up 9-2, lost 10-11-9, whatever it was. And so I just Fuck. put the whole thing on on a big slab ice. Yeah. Right? See you in April. Yeah, see you in <laughs> April for sure. And so, you know, doing some reading on the starting rotation and mm-hmm. stuff, and, and now we'll see what happens with that five spot and if it's Kikuchi, which makes me wonder. Oh, best shape of his life, man. Everybody yeah, says he's know, looking. Yeah, bitches and, you know, Everybody looks angles, great in March. Yeah, it's... But one through four, mm-hmm. I'm super interested, right? And, and just so I am getting... Barrios can't possibly be as bad again no. as he was last year. No. And so doing some, some reading on, on, on Bassett and stuff and, and, and interesting... There's seven different pitches. <laughs> yeah, He's well, wearing the pitch comp thing. He's telling the catcher, buckle up, here's what's coming. Yeah, well, and the thing is, you give him Danny Jansen... Yeah. Danny Jansen's a smart guy, 100%. and 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 in terms of all that talk about we're worried about the pitch clock, well, Danny and him will have the whole idea uh, through spring training. You'll have an idea what what does Bassett like to throw in these situations. It's still going to come down to you. I don't care if your arsenal is seven pitches. You know this situation calls for that's right. One of these two, you throw a sign down. You shake it, you go to the second option. Well, and so for that pitch calm thing for for your more casual baseball fan, it's been around for at least. Two years now? Two years. Yeah. And it's a little thing the catcher has. He can press whatever, whatever, and it sends a little sound out to the cat, uh, the pitcher that says curveball, blowing away. It plays that in his ear. Bassett wants to tell the other way around. He wants to have the device that tells the catcher, this is what I'm fucking throwing. And there's some logic to that now that the pitch clock is there. Because if Jansen says on that device, curveball low and away or whatever slider low and away and Bassett not like shakes shakes it off off. oh fuck like we're back we're doing and now we're coming into this right this is a thing the clock's working against us slider curve yeah whereas Bassett's just like no here's what I'm fucking throwing get in the lane because that's where it's going I kind of get it like there is there are pitchers out there who say I'd rather have control of it I think it was Gosman who said I don't want any part of that I'm just I'm just the machine out there he tells me Throw this, I'll throw it. Yeah. And you, there are those pitchers who don't shake off anything. Like that, whatever the catcher calls, that's what I'll throw. So this will be interesting to see. You yeah. know, in that case like Bassett, where you have so many pitches, maybe it does make sense for him to have. And they haven't yet said that's going to be allowed in the regular season. They're allowing pitchers to try it um, in spring training. But it hasn't yet been confirmed that they'll allow that in the regular season. So, And the interesting nugget there was also Gosman saying that what he thinks the, the extra little sort of, you know, change that, that Bassett brings is guys with that much stuff really throw off the opposition. He's like, and, and the guy who gets to pitch after right. Bassett, yeah. it'll be like found money, right? Because <laughs> yesterday I saw, I don't know what I saw. Two different sliders and a yeah. slurve and a curve yeah. and a change. And a yeah. And so the next day a... you get to see, and so... Yeah, to me, Gosman was saying, you know, because of the different looks that this rotation can bring, yeah, that you put Bassett in the middle of it somewhere, and it's really, if you look at a three or four game series, mm-hmm. 
the the difference in the pitching styles that the Jays will be able to throw at somebody is, is promising if this all works as it should. It's been an interesting spring. We've seen Ricky Tiedemann twice now. First time he dominated. Second time he had to face a little bit better lineup. He got knocked around a little. I think you should expect that out of a rookie, but this is a lefty who's throwing the heat up close to 100. Like You don't see that every day, so that's a guy who you're not going to see break camp with the team, but you might see later on in the season. Yeah, um, Manoa style. Yeah. Addison Barger, like that's a guy that has has made a little bit of noise. He's he's kind of had he's he's been on the upswing before this. Maybe he sees some reps later in the season around the infield. I, like there's some, uh, it's it's been interesting. But this is the way a good team has a spring training. We're always like, I wonder who that 25th guy is, or I wonder who that 26 because so many pieces are just locked up. So it's always. You know who's nibbling around the edges. And yeah, well, those guys you kind of want to send down and, yeah. let, and let them yeah. get some reps in, as opposed to having. Yeah, you, you assume we'll we'll start with Biggio and Espinal and those guys all in the the lineup, and and someone else is going to have to come up and take. Well, it and them. I'll be interested to see all this hot air that's been blowing around about Biggio and how the shift and yeah. and how that yeah. how that changes and how that's going to help him as a lefty yep. and the shift not being allowed anymore. We'll uh, good contact guy yep. and, and what that looks like. So we'll see, but we'll, I, I, I am interested. Yeah. Yeah. It's been an interesting spring. It'll be, uh, you know, we're only what, two, three weeks away from opening day now. So we'll get into that, uh, as it approaches, we got more beer, more Imperial city back to Cernia. Oh, doesn't love that. It's good for the beer. It's, it's not great for the actual travel. I don't know. It's talking about what a what a great up and coming. They're moving away from the petroleum industry, hmm. renewable energy, okay. all those things down there in beautiful Sarnia, the Imperial City. Yeah. Imperial. All right. So this is what we're moving on to. It's going to be, I'll let you have a good pull on that. This should be a bit of a break torque moving in an opposite direction. Oof, is it ever? Yeah. <laughs> so we've kicked it up a couple of notches here. We're going with the West Coast IPA coming in around 5.6, right? Um, more of your traditional West Coast IPA. Yeah. Uh, with notes of stone fruit, apparently. Yeah. So No uh, dark fruit. No coffee. No coffee. Um, <laughs> inside joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, what's, your th- what's your thought? First poll. Yeah, it's a West Coast IPA. Um, very much... Getting that kind of hoppy, bitter, oh yeah, fruitiness to it that you would expect out of a, yeah, five points like a, a bringing it West Coast IPA a little bit. That's nice, man. See, I'm kind of moving more in that direction. Yeah, uh, I've always been a big New England style IPA guy, mm-hmm. but I'm moving more. Towards yeah, that New England's always a little hot or a little hazier, yeah. right? Little kind of has a way more bit, subtle a bit. Exactly, and it has that sort of really. Fruity aroma. This does not. It just comes and says, Hey, this is an IPA. We're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Get in my mouth and upfront bitter, which we know big meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> like that's what that's what I want to watch. <laughs> in your face. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> All across the faces. Uh, but yes, that is what this is bringing. And and I'm actually fairly impressed with the two um the two offerings today from Imperial City. This is probably the first time I've ever heard of that brewery, and both of them have been pretty nice beers. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. Imperial City at Sarnia. There you go. Worth the drive to the closest LCBO that doesn't make you go to Sarnia. <laughs> <laughs> Good beer. Uh, look, 
we talked a couple of weeks ago on a couple different episodes about what went on around the Philadelphia Flyers with Ivan Provorov and his refusal to wear the uh, pride jersey in warm-ups. And we started to see a little bit afterwards, I think it was the Rangers maybe were next. Yeah, they canceled it outright, I believe. Yeah, that were supposed to do it and then just didn't. And this is starting to catch on and become a bit of a thing. And the, and the league has said, we haven't changed anything. We didn't tell teams to cancel their events, but more teams are canceling their events. So there was a piece in The Athletic this week, as always, we'll share the link in the show notes and on our social media that was talking about why this has become so complicated. And there was something mentioned at great length in this piece that we didn't talk about. And I think it was noteworthy. I think it's worth putting it back out there. And that is this law in Russia. In December. That is essentially just anti-gay, anti-anything that isn't just straight up hetero man and woman, whatever. They call it a propaganda law. And apparently the idea that some of these Russians are dealing with is that it might be tough to get home, might be tough to travel back out if there are pictures and video, and there obviously would be, of them wearing these rainbow jerseys or, or things like that. And that's an interesting wrinkle. Um... In theory, that would suggest the team is then supporting their Russian player and not wanting them to get into trouble. But it does leave the fans that you're supposed to be trying to welcome feeling less welcome and less yeah. protected. What did you, like, they they did, they, they keep updating this article on the teams who still have their pride night left. Like, I got to criticize The Athletic a little. They're the ones who wrote this piece. It was worthwhile information they put Multiple out. Multiple writers too, right? Yeah, and but they put out one a few weeks ago that was right after the Rangers and the Flyers incident that said, like the headline was like, Islanders will not wear a pride jersey. Like, they never have, and it wasn't planned this year, right? So sometimes it's clickbait a little, right, yeah. where some of the guys use tape and they're still doing everything they were always going to do but to say like they're not they're not wearing the jersey well they were never gonna so they didn't cancel anything now you can still criticize them and say they should do more and, and wear the jersey if that's a thing like design a jersey and have a jersey but it it wasn't something they canceled so sometimes you got to be just a little careful about the headlines and what's being sold to you but this was a well researched piece they talked about the law uh, Minnesota was the most recent one to call this off and they did reference that Kirill Kaprizov had problems getting back into uh, the U.S. before this past season and getting out of Russia. They didn't elaborate on that. There's a lot happening here. Um, at first blush, what did you think of this piece from The Athletic? Well, and, and yeah, the, the, the difference in the evolution of the story is, you know, there the, was so much focus on Provorov and his Russian Orthodox beliefs, right? And and there was so much attention on... He said, I respect everybody, but this is my religion yeah. doesn't so allow me that to... was really the focus on it. Not so much this law. No, he mentioned the religion. And so that was where everyone went and went, your religion's bullshit. Yeah. And, and so... If your religion says gay people shouldn't exist, then fuck your religion. Yeah. That's and, sort of and, where I'm at. And Sorry. So, well, and that, but that is... That is you, you just need to look at, 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 at Twitter... Right. <laughs> and, and any of these, and, and I know we talk about it not being a, 
but you do have very diverse hundred percent opinions, right? And yeah. some of them on the other side aren't, you know, they they don't. There's there isn't riddled with spell spelling mistakes and stuff. That there <laughs> there is, are reasonable takes. There from are the other reasonable side. takes on the other side. That's wh- right. Which is you know people saying why is tolerance only good if it's on your side right. or or whatever it is. And so I get this, but what what they're talking about here is you look at at Philadelphia with Provorov. You're talking with the Rangers with at the time Panarin being the guy, and now there's well. Panarin had spoken against, I want to be careful using that name because that's a guy who's spoken against Putin and his regime a few right, times, right? right? Whereas Provorov was clearly very... Yeah. And so really where I'm going with it, the article didn't name Panarin, but it said teams with prominent Russians yeah. is is what is what it said. And and Kaprizov is is the most recent one, right? When you mm-hmm. look at, at Philly, New York Rangers, Minnesota... Right, and yeah, you go, Kulikov was involved there, but Kaprizov is the guy. Yeah, Kulikov. Well, yeah, no, no, you're not wrong. Yeah. Of course, I'm just saying. I'm not sure he's prominent. Well, he'd be just as nervous to go home as anybody else. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but there are certain associ- organizations which go if there's no Kaprizov and That's there's right. just Kulikov. That's right. You go, hey, Dimitri, put that fucking shirt on, or get the <laughs> fuck out. Right? It's it's you're not saying that to Kirill yeah, you're wa- the thrill. No, you're waved. And, and so yeah. yeah, you don't like it, then you don't totally you know, oh wait, wait you. Well, we'll oh, see what you can do. You're probably not gonna wave cappers off. Yeah. And so th- there is a fine line you have here. And and I think and I, I've struggled with it too. You well, the idea that if you stand up and say, I'm against I'm against homosexuality or I'm against um you know, whatever, any of the LGBTQ plus, whatever falls under that rainbow. Mm-hmm. And you go, that goes against the inclusivity that you're trying. When when the, the biggest buzzwords of the day are safe, inclusive. Right. Right. And then you have these things where you go, there's nothing worse that can happen than for you to say, yeah, we're having pride night and players do warm up jerseys and it'll be this. And then you you show up on pride night and you go, Oh wait, the jersey's not happening. Or right. there's just this isn't happening. And you go, why is that guy wearing a regular jersey? And you, it becomes more of this. It brings more questions to it. And and uh, I think the idea, if I look at what Ottawa did, are you familiar with what happened on Pride Night here? No. Nope. Oh, that shirts on every seat. I don't know what the players. Yeah, yeah. Like. And so all I'm saying is the 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 stands were a sea of of the rainbow colors. You take it off. Whether the whether the players and maybe you don't you have a pride jersey mm-hmm. and you have the fans do it everyone's wearing it. it looked awesome the the different colors throughout the and they had photos the day before as they were laying it out all across the stadium it did it looked incredible um, that when you arrived at your seat there would be you know a shirt or a yeah. or whatever waiting for you and so the idea is that. Somewhat more worried about fans. Some of them are. Yeah, yeah, but there's a certain percentage of the fan base. Sure, of any fan base. But you, as a, as a franchise, you go that guy. Though I I can't speak to those people, right? I can control what my organization does. I've laid out the I've laid out the things. But to have. me, that's the players. Yeah, I know. But when the players, you have all these. It's a microcosm of the people you're talking about yeah. in the stands. Yeah. And so the reality is 
Yeah. The LGBTQ community has been around forever. Forever. It's not like this is a new fad. And that's the thing that people sort of gravitate toward. And you're like, it's what? just more prominent what? than it's ever been. Well, because more it's more accepting. Of, yeah, until it's not. Yeah, well, but you're always going to bump up against yeah, no, no, it. You know, you're right about that. You're right about that. You're always going to bump up against this ignorance. And so what we're doing as we move forward is there's less room to hide for your ignorance. And and I don't care if it's religion or you don't you don't like it. It's not your call. And, and it's not a choice. It's not just a fad lifestyle that I, that I choose. Yeah. I choose to live. Um, but no, that people choose to live. Right. And so your, your take can never be that that's wrong. And if that's your take, then that's a non-starter. I, uh, I thought it was an interesting article. I thought, it was an interesting I article. thought the take on the law was something I hadn't considered. We talked about Provorov and the Russian Orthodox religion and uh, and that being a factor. Well, you're, like, the well, take on the law, law versus the religion. Right. So there was all this talk about the religion because that's what Provorov cited. And that became the basis yeah. for the conversation. I hadn't considered the law. And how the pressure that puts on you separate from your own beliefs. Right. And these players who may want to go home and whatever. And, Still have family there. And uh, as you know, I follow somebody on Twitter and we've had him on. He's a friend of the show. A guy named Slava Malamud. Yep. Slava. He had a slightly different opinion. Twice wrote threads quoting the same athletic article. And I think I end up following him. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm not familiar I know. with Slava's. That's, that's where we're going. And it is a stance of this is North American media cowardice. That you're looking because we all want to cheer on Kirill Kaprizov or Panarin or whoever the big Russian star on your team is. We'll create these loopholes for him, much like media is creating excuses for Ovechkin on his support of the war in Ukraine. While his family could be in trouble, he's this guy is amongst one of the most prominent families in Russia, worth hundreds of millions of dollars, could easily at any time get his family out of Russia if he felt like they were ever in danger. And Slava's point is that we just really want the business of hockey to carry on. We just want our favorite Russian player on our favorite team to be able to keep doing his thing. So we'll create these little excuses for him that, well, it's a law. He's probably kind of afraid. This law isn't designed to prosecute high-end Russian celebrities. It is to minimize and attack the most vulnerable in Russian society. And I am by no means an expert in Russian politics. <laughs> but I'm not really an expert in almost anything we talk about on this podcast. But I'm going to post the links in the show notes to both of Slava's threads. And his first one was sort of, I see what the athletics doing here. They're trying to paint both sides and it's a reasonable argument, but here's this and this and this. And it's, again, it's just one man's opinion. And the second one was a couple days later and he quotes the... 
the article again and he said, the more I think about this moronic fucking thread and the, <laughs> he's getting fired up as he has getting fired up several times before that how long is North America going to allow ridiculous standards and laws in another country to dictate what we do here? How long do North Americans allow the message they're trying to send to be dictated? This is soft power from another country. If you want your league to be inclusive, like we say we do, then what Russia thinks can't be a factor. And these guys are the rich of the rich of the elite of the elite in Russia they can come and go as they fucking please. They can get their families in and out as they fucking please. They're not in any danger. This was meant to whip everybody up in a religious pro-government frenzy in Russia. Putin's going to lead us back to glory and fuck the gays while we're at it. All of these sorts of smaller groups get run right over. And while organizations... Or teams, like, I don't know who in Minnesota made that decision. Did the the guys get together and say, Kaprizov and Kulikov aren't cool with this, so as a roster, we don't want to single them out? Or did team management say, we don't want to have some of our guys do it or not do it? It doesn't matter. You can't be held hostage by that. You have to be willing to go ahead and say, yeah, these are this is what we believe in. And here's the two or three guys on our roster that, for whatever reason, don't believe it to. And Slava goes way further than I'm prepared to because, well, presumably, and no doubt, he's more educated on this than I am. But he's also talking about opinions that I can't necessarily, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have the the background to take as strong of a stance as him. But yeah. he's saying... A lot of these guys just get swallowed right up in all of this anti-gay stuff. And it's not that they're worried about their families. It's that they actually believe it. This is what's been fed to them. That anything under that rainbow flag is out to get your kids and turn them gay and all this sort of stuff. And so they're not not taking part because they're worried about retribution. They're not taking part because they don't believe in it. And if that's the case, you can't have NHL organizations and their fellow players trying to protect them. We're wearing the jersey Here's the two guys that won't. It says about them exactly what you think it says about them, and that's that. It's strong, man. It's yeah. Well, and Slava Malmud is, is never been short on a bit. <laughs> well, and, and he's an expat, right? And so 100%, man. Yeah. there's all kinds of issues going on there, right? And and this is somebody who has strong opinions yep. on the regime and the country, and and is bathed in it, mm-hmm. right? has has that as a background and so I've I've thought about having him we've had him on before to talk about the 72 series back in September right we hit that 50th anniversary and I've been wrestling with the idea about having him back on to talk about this and it's man it's it's a hot button but what you what's your concern are you afraid I have no concern I Uh, would love to hear him voice his opinion but it he won't pull punches. He's he's going to tell you exactly what he thinks. And Yeah. And so to me, the thing is, I don't think there's any shortage of people who think that the regime in Russia is fucked in North America. Like, I, I, I don't think that we're short on people who feel. But do, do you believe Artem Zub's family will just disappear? 
No. No. So, but what I'm saying here is it's the same. I know I don't. It's the same thing when you talk about, yeah, if you're asking for athletes to be your children's role models and, and. Oh, you're bound for disappointment. <laughs> this is it. And so to me, I think when we look to the NHL or the MLB or in the NBA or the NFL to be our moral compasses, we're sadly mistaken. And well, we're so going to just wipe all these events out. And we're going to be, no, I'm just saying, no, and, I'm and with we're going to be disappointed every time when it comes down to morals versus dollars. On any roster. And it, it, let's generalize because they're all different sizes on any 20 man roster, baseball, hockey, basketball, whatever it might be. Yep. There's f- at least five who don't believe what you believe. And it's going to be closer to 10. But who, who don't believe what I believe, meaning what? Or, or me. Like it's it just this progressive stance removing. Mine is essentially live and let live. I, there's a lot of things that are happening in the world right now that I don't understand, but if you're not hurting anybody, you do you, right? Yeah. Like that's sort of where I'm at with all of this. And so, but there are, you know, we've seen it. The Tampa Bay Rays pitchers that refuse to wear the rainbow hat or whatever it was that day, right? Like on every team, there's three to five to whatever guys that are just like, no, fuck that. I, my religion won't allow it. My whatever. Yeah. Or there's just some jackass who thinks if I wear that, someone's going to think I'm, I'm gay. You're right. <laughs> you're like, man, oh man. And, and because <laughs> of your shirt. Yeah. That guy's gay because he's got a rainbow on his shirt. Yeah. yeah well, anybody right. who thinks that isn't the smartest person. No, it's true. And, and you so, should probably not be so worried about and, what that guy thinks. And, and it's funny, and I've, and I've told this story here before. So I, I, my younger brother is gay. Mm-hmm. And so it really drove it home. I, before he came out as a teenager, oh, I teased him relentlessly. Yeah. Um, all the, all the cliches, whatever. And then as, then as soon as he came out at 18, like a young man, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like, Psh, it doesn't change a thing. Yeah. You are same st- guy. You are same guy. Right. And so it's everything went, everything drops away at that point in terms of, yeah, he's just, he's my brother Yep. and he's the same guy and I love him. And so it's like you almost. He's not heavy. He's my brother. Yeah. He's not gay. <laughs> Uh, and anyways, <laughs> it, it's, he is. And so you have to know it. And it's like in the heart of the, of the, um, you know, the Iraq invasion of Kuwait, my, these, these people moved in next door to my house, to my first home I ever bought. And it's this Iraqi family. Mm-hmm. Man, the guy looked like a slim Sudan Hussein. And I'm like, oh, fucking Iraqis. You know, all I ever know about is, is what I see on. On What's the news, and Saddam Hussein. Yeah. They're the bad guys. Better people, better neighbors I have never had right. in my life. And so it's all these, these notions that we have and these that are so wrong and you have to just, you got to, to me, it's experience and exposure and, and short-sightedness. You got to get past the short-sightedness. And I just think if you got 17 guys on your roster willing to wear that jersey, yep. then you're wearing that jersey. Okay. And the three who won't. Fuck them. Yeah. Okay. That's and, my. Hey, I understand that. Yeah. I understand that same opinion. And if I'm on the team, I I'm I'm having that same stance. To me, the problem is as soon as we look at how that gets presented to the hundred thousand potential fans yeah. or patrons, and it's you, now and, a story. And now it's a story where you go, 
Well, those four people hate gays. I understand the business element of wanting to present a united front that if everyone won't wear it, none of us are going to wear it because now it's going to be and a thing. But it's still a thing. I know it's a thing. And all I'm saying to you is as soon as you ask a business. Yeah, to be your moral compass. To, 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 make, to make the right calls based on morals versus dollars, we're going to be saddened every time. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. And so I'm not saying it's the right call. I'm just saying for us, for us to look at it and go, yeah, that's where I'm going to, that's where I'm going to, it's not my, it's not my local politician who I'm voting for or not voting for. I can't, I can't expect the Ottawa senators who at this point, I, I don't think have made the wrong decision, but I'm just saying as a, as a, as a supporter of that franchise. Right. Well, it's coming up, right? Leafs have their pride night. They've never worn a pride jersey. Maybe they should. Like, that's, you can have your own. They've said, we're not changing anything, and they don't have to because they've never worn a. Right. It's the ones who have announced, we're going to wear it. You go buy it. Right. Like, you're a gay fan. My favorite player, whatever my, like, New York was the most, I love Mika Zibanejad. All of a sudden, I've bought his pride jersey, and they're not coming. And they're like, there's nothing to say that Mika Zibanejad is one of the guys get like we don't know that but all of a sudden he's not wearing it because we don't want any of our guys to wear it you're like well it meant something to that fan to see that guy wear that jersey and acknowledge that yep i'm welcome here i'm safe here my my favorite player to me i want to know right i want to know if there are 17 guys on that team and three of them don't come out in it and one of them was my favorite player he's probably not anymore if i'm you know a member of that community yeah. or or whatever i i don't want to i don't want to allow russia to dictate what the minnesota wild are doing on pride night that's yeah. fucked yeah and so and that's me, the part where i do agree with slava yeah well and i don't disagree with slava and i love a strong stance yeah i do and i'm just saying in in the in the in the business world yep it, it, that is the i look at my elected politicians my elected representatives my government the things I choose to support, mm-hmm. right? We look at the uh, at the at the convoy thing here. Yeah. When they publish the list of businesses or people who own businesses who yeah. support it, and I go, "Fuck that guy! You're out. You're I'm not out. supporting him. Yeah. I'm never going there again. I'm never going there again." Right. That is my right. Yep. And so they can stand for what they stand for, but now I have the choice to not to support not support you. you. Well, that's so, what I'm saying. I know. But I don't want that guy's jersey. I know. Now. And so the NHL, yeah. See, and I think the team would be fine if you went. Uh, I'm not taking that Austin Matthews jersey, but I'm still taking the Mitch Marner. Sure. As opposed to going, yep. fuck that, man. But I'm I have the right to know that. I, I know, but well, they want, that's fine that you have that stance and you feel like, but the NHL is saying. I don't want you to know that. How am I going to cover all my bases so that Matt still loves them no matter what? Right. And so we have to look elsewhere is all I'm saying. I don't disagree with you. Don't mistake what I'm saying here. I'm just saying we can't use these guys as our moral compass. It's going to be, I think this is a story that is going to continue to. Because I think we as North Americans have put billions of dollars into the Ukraine or into Ukraine. Yes. In resistance to, to this invasion, we've already voted with our dollars. Yeah. In that you can't hold the NHL. It, just, it, it, it felt like a lot of things we're headed in the right direction, and now we're pumping the brakes for the wrong people. Yep, yep, one hundred percent. But now, what happens if 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 you adopted a model like you said? The Islanders haven't done it. The Leafs haven't done it. And I can't, for the life of me, remember 
if the Senators I were. I don't think the Sens have had a pride jersey. Lots of guys use the tape, right? The rainbow yep. tape. They've done the thing, as you said, in the stands. Everybody who arrives yep. gets a free shirt. Um, so they're having the event. It's just a... It was the best music night of the year, too. It's not a, <laughs> It's Rainer Men. Uh, it's not even a statement. Hallelujah. It's just some teams do the jersey and some haven't, right? And so it's one thing to say, we're doing it, and then pull it back. You can still rip the Leafs and say, you should be wearing the jersey. That's your opinion. You're welcome to it. And I, it's not... I don't have a strong, but it's different than saying we were going to do it and, oh shit, people are mad. Now we're not going to do it, right? It, it, well, everything that. See, to me, Sens- as a business, mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense to go the senator's roots and maybe whatever the Leafs are going to do is something similar. You put it in and you go, well, those those fringe 2,000 fans who don't want to put a shirt on or, right. or whatever. And you go. Those fringe 2,000 fans who are. Far too large for the shirt you've left on the back of their this shirt. Come on, was, Ottawa. I would have come, but that well, shit was not going to fit me. Well, and inclusivity, you, please. What, exactly. <laughs> Which row has the two XL shirts? Oh, there's body shaming. We have, we have, we have brought this full circle, right? In terms of of what's happening here. Why? Why is everything not a? Why movement? is that guy's rainbow so large? Why does it have so much more arc than the guy beside him? I'm missing the red on that guy's. <laughs> Well, it's tucked, under it's his, tucked into a roll. Under yeah. his moves. That's how that goes. That's <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. That's what we do here. Yeah. No, it, this is going to be interesting to follow just because I think you're going to see more and more leagues going back in this route. Okay, it's not worth it, right? We're taking heavy shots here in the media. We're just going to... And you can still follow it. Like, which guys choose to use... Like, Malkin, he's worn the Pride jersey a couple of years now. He's not afraid of this shit. Well, wow. uh, that to me, that's to Slava's point. Like if you're a big enough star and you're just like, fuck that. Uh, this is what the team's doing. This is what I'll do. I don't give a shit. And you're, he's, he's won it a few times. Uh. Yeah. And, and, and I do agree with all that. Yeah. Right. And, and would I would in, 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 in a perfect world, in my world, would everybody just wear the Jersey and you go, yeah, you know what? I don't really, I don't really, you know, I don't get it. It's not my thing. Yeah. But you know what? As you say, live and let live. Yep. Do your thing, man. Do what you want to do and live and, and, and be happy. And it doesn't offend me. It doesn't hurt me. Right. So yeah, psh, if it means that that you feel safer and more included in, inside the circle, right. then do it. Then do it. It's not a big deal. And, and, and I applaud that. And I just think anytime we count on these guys to make the right decisions, it's probably not the best. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Why don't we wind this one down? Wait, I... Oh, Rob has... Do you really want to wind it down? Uh, what, do you, what, what do you got? I, I really just wanted to ask about last night's Leaf. Hmm. Uh, Saturday night's yeah. Leafs-Oilers game. Was a bit of a barn burner. Well, and, and I really wonder, and, and I, I honestly, I was watching the Fablemans. <laughs> the Fablemans? Yeah, which is the Spielberg Oscar nominated, s- yes, yeah, semi autobiographical <laughs> okay. on, on Spielberg himself. Good, good watch, man. Actually, mm-hmm. but so it was three one Oilers. As I you know, McDavid scores this beautiful goal to make it three one, and he does that, and I'm like, all right, look at these guys. They're rolling. They're rolling. About to pound out the Leafs for second time in two weeks. Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> my my movie ends, and I'm about to dive into the Sens Canucks and I go. A tragedy. Yeah, it was for sure. It was a tragedy. <laughs> We're not talking about that okay. here today. 
Um, but I'm like, this to me seems like a like a microcosm of of all that's gonna of all that's gonna unfold here, right? Three one turns into seven four. Yeah. And I didn't watch anything between the three one and the seven four result, but no. I'm like, some shit let got really let loose there, right? And and I wonder with all the strides that the Oilers have made and and mm-hmm. just what this looks like moving forward. Yeah. Um Look, they are what they are, and Ekholm is certainly going to help, and that early returns on the Ekholm-Bouchard pairing seem like they're going to be reasonably solid. And But they they shot them. Darnell Nurse was sort of the... Catalyst? Yeah, for the Leafs on two out of three goals in three minutes. Love that. And up and running, and out you go, and, and the Leafs' big four, all of them were Big time involved in that. Each one of them had at least two or three points, right, between Marner, Tavares, Matthews, and and Nylander. And it, a lot of it was caused by just shitty turnovers. And, like, even at the very end when it was 6-5, six, six, what did the game finish? 7-4. Seven, 7-4. Four. Seven, four. So there was a point where it's 6-4 and McDavid has the puck and uh, Edmonton has an empty net. And it's defensive stalwart. William Nylander comes back to yoink lifts the stick off Connor McDavid and takes it and goes down and, and sets up that empty net goal. And the thing, the things that have plagued the Oilers for as long as anyone can remember that night still did. Like I said, I think Ekholm will help. I think, but they they shot themselves in the foot a couple of times. Like the Leafs were dead and buried at three, one, the energy had gone out of the building. The energy had gone out of the team. And a couple turnovers, a couple shitty plays in the neutral zone allowed the Leafs to get up and on the run. And the first one that made it 3-2 was a terrible play by McLeod. Tries to clear it up the middle and Mitch is standing like in front of the net. And he's like, oh shit, like it just got put right on my stick. He's got his back to the goalie and he starts deking him still with his back to him and then spins and fires it in and it hits both posts and goes in. You're like... I think that might have been cutting it a little closer than you wanted to. It's a little right? fine for right. my liking. But it works. Um, yeah, I, I don't read a ton into it just because a week and a half ago they pounded us out in their building and, and whatever. It's, I don't know. Uh, when it Darnell works. Nurse? Where do you, where, where do you I'm think? not as high on Darnell Nurse as a lot of people. There and that's a, why I thought the Ekholm deal was so important for Edmonton. There was a lot of Darnell Nurse Norris talk last year. Yeah. Yeah, he got up and on a, a good offensive run, and and I think that's the kind of player he is. Um, but I think you're going to quickly see Ekholm Bouchard become the the number one pair there, and and Nurse get pushed down a little bit. Well, much like Shabbat in Ottawa, if that's the case, and if if he ends up being a really good three, like on the second pairing, yeah, maybe not the worst thing in the world, right? When you when you have somebody like that, wow, it's funny, eh? Because I saw people after last night's game, and I, I watched the first two periods, and then I went to bed of the Senators Canucks game. Uh-huh. I woke up this morning, and people are tweeting about whatever, and I guess they're still running Sanderson, Chick, uh, Chikrin, and Shabbat all on one side. Yep. And I th- I understood that in like game one when he yeah. had flown all night and he hadn't practiced. What like yeah, just make him comfortable. I'm surprised we're still doing that. And so I saw some Sens fans tweeting like, if this is what we're doing, then Shabbat's three. And that's the same discussion that's being had right now in Toronto with Morgan, Morgan Riley. Riley. Yeah, that 
they, it, it doesn't work that way. Like coaches and GMs don't allow their own pride to, or like you're paying that guy. What is Shabbat? Eight million, seven eight million, million, eight million. Yeah, Morgan Riley, seven and a half million. They're not going to play that guy in the third pair. No. Whether they should or they shouldn't is irrelevant. They're just not going to do it. Yeah. So you're going to have to find a way in Ottawa to get one of those guys flipped onto the right side. And in Toronto, you're going to have to find a way to get Morgan Riley. Yeah. Well, <sighs> and just in on the Ottawa thing, yeah. that's 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 the DJ thing, right? Which is the Babcock thing, mm-hmm. which is lefties on the left. Yeah. And he can talk about it, right? Like he said, oh, and they do mix them around, right? There are times where you see sure. Shabbat and Chikrin out there together, yeah. right? There are times in the past and you've seen Brandstrom and Shabbat out there together. Yeah. Um, but he's, to me at this point, he's said the right things. Yeah, I'm going to move Chick. Chicky. Chicky. Is not a, is not Chicky a, baby. he's a top four guy. He's not going to be. Right. You know, in that in that five, six spot that they move around, but they've been moving them around is is the reality. Right. But even with Shabbat not having a great year, that's a top four guy too. Like you can't have those guys. Yeah. 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 And so to me, Zub. This was the whole problem. Zub Sanders. You talked about it last yeah, week. For sure. You force something in here. And so you either now commit to it. Yeah. Somebody's got to move. Yeah. And so to me, it is, you got to, you got to go with your, your top four of Zub, Sanderson, Shabbat, Chikrin. Yeah. And then you figure it out from there, right? And so I just wondered in terms of in the future, if you had Sanderson and Chikrin, Zub and Shabbat as a second I think that's pair, what I would do. Right? You just go in that route. Anyways, yeah. to me, the Darnell nurse can't, it can't hurt to sort of drop him into, into the three hole, right? Or, or Riley, whatever that looks like, right? Whoever we're talking. The three hole is in number three defenseman, not the third not pair. Not the third pairing. Right. Exactly. A three, four. Yeah. Nurse is still going to be incredibly important for them. Yes. As is Riley, if you're going anywhere, but yeah, it, it they're they're they like in Toronto now McCabe Brody as uh, you know a shutdown kind of pair, and yeah. they're going to have to figure it out behind that and and see how you want to run all this and and it's going to be the same I think in Edmonton. It's going to be Bouchard and and Ekholm, and then Nurse is going to kind of have to find his spots to create offense behind that because. Come playoff time, that's just what you need, right? Yeah, so. and I'll just, I'm I'm very interested in both those franchises yep. that played on Saturday night in Toronto and Edmonton, right? What Fun game. Well, and and not a playoff game. No. Nope. And, and not conducive to winning. Well, like they announced Toronto's going to play Matt Murray on Monday night, and he played Saturday, and for the most part, he wasn't very good, although in the third, he did a very nice job of holding it together. I think at this point for me, Samsonov has done enough and maybe just by staying healthy, like he's your number one guy, right? He's your number one guy right now. So for Matt Murray to come back, play like he did on Saturday and then be given the start on Monday against Buffalo. I don't like that. I don't like the message it sends. I know they want Murray to be the number one guy. And if he can come back and in the minutes they give him, like to me, I'd go two for Samsonov, one for Murray the rest of the way. And if Murray steps up and takes the job from him, great. But if, you can't just ah. bring him back in and give him the number one job again. I don't like that. I, me, I think Samsonov has earned better than that. To me, Toronto was so locked into that two seed right now. Yeah, that if they can if they can try and get Murray into a into a slightly better position, yeah, then they can afford that. I, I don't. I think, guess so. I, I don't guess. think Tampa's going to catch them. Uh, yeah, looks unlikely. And so. We have that 2-3 match and we likely have home ice for Toronto. And yeah. so 
to me, Toronto has the luxury of running Murray out there two out of three, probably still covering up for any mistakes he may have on the, on the off chance that. I just think you've, you owe Samson off better than that. Well, I think the Senators are paying a portion of his salary, and I want to see him start, man. Sens fans demand that you play this guy. We're paying a quarter of... Three and a four, man. Fuck your two and a three. More Murray. More Murray. More Murray. I don't love that chant. I'm yeah, not no, getting it's, in on it's that not really, it's, it's not It's not fe- catching on. It's not feeling it. I'm no. not feeling it either. It doesn't really roll off the tongue either. It's true. Uh, stick around. It's going to be a good week on the podcast. On Wednesday, Steve McLean is going to be here. On Thursday, Steve Bund is going to be here. If you haven't had a chance, go back, check out episode 1079. Kevin Mickey was on the podcast. All kinds of stuff going on. Make sure you're subscribed. Man Slapping on man meat. Man meat, man. There's so much man meat on the podcast right now. Big meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> like That's what that's what I want to watch. <laughs> that's what I want to see. That's what we all want to watch. I love, the, I love how his voice gets a little grabbed. Yeah, no, There's a little passion in there. Check out episode 1079 to see what the hell cost that statement to be thrown down. Uh, it's going to be a good week or so around the podcast. Thank you for checking out this episode. For Rob, my name is Matt. We'll see you on, uh, I don't know. We'll see you on the next one. See ya. Oh, fuck, man. Thank you, guys. That's it. Not work under these conditions. If anybody wants me, I'll be downstairs at McDougal's. Call the weekend guy. I don't care. 